The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you feel beautiful? Do you look beautiful? Does one really affect the other? Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out with host Bonnie Bonadeo. In our show, we'll help you uncover your true self and unleash beauty that you never knew existed in order to be at your best, both inside and out. Now, here is your host, Bonnie Bonadeo. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Beauty Inside and Out show today. We are in part three of our six-week masterclass series here. And, you know, the show's Beauty Inside and Out, but we're really focusing the first six weeks on the inside because all of that will make a bigger impact to any of the information I'm going to share with you on the outside because those things are already accessible to you. But if you don't feel good on the inside, you don't feel beautiful when you're looking in the mirror, then it's not going to matter how much money you spend on all these types of services or beauty treatments on the outside. So we're working on the inside for the next six weeks, and we are on session three right now of BU, the brand new beautiful you for 2016 and beyond. And I have a very special guest with me here today, uh, Miss Sandra Reese. She is not only the clinical director of the Montreal Center for Anxiety and depression, but she's also one of my uh, dear friends in the Voice America world. She's a host of her own show called Straight Talk by Sandra Reich. So welcome, Sandra. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Bonnie. I'm thrilled to be here. Oh, good. And I'm and and I'm really excited to be able to have access to the conversation that we're going to have today, because at this point, I'll, I'll I'll share with you a little insight of what we've been doing with the previous shows up to this point. You know, the first show that I did in this six week series, masterclass series that we've done, I talked about you know uh, intentions versus goals and resolutions. You know, we go into mm. the beginning of the year, and we make a big thing like I'm going to lose weight this year. I'm going to go to the gym three times a week, or yeah. I'm going to find that love or new job or whatever those things are. And I kind of, I took a step back and I did this show all by myself, which was a first. So I was yeah. guest free. Yeah, and that's really, an experience. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. had to own the whole hour by myself. You but feel I feel like you're talking to yourself at times. It, it was, <laughs> but I do that all the time. So that's not unusual at all, <laughs> right? Yeah. And you'll tell me from a psychological standpoint, whether that's good or it's, bad, right? I think it's normal. <laughs> I and, hope so. Yeah, so we really, I went into intentions, like that the intention is an internal commitment to self, where a goal might be an external action you want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. So we talked a lot about that in the first session. And then in the second one, it was, of course, eating clean. So I had a great guest uh, from up in your land of Canada. Oh, really? Um, uh, Tosca uh, Reno. Oh, yeah. Tosca She's Reno. Amazing. Yeah. She's amazing. She, uh, so she spent an hour with us being able to talk about eating clean. And I got to tell you, it was it was exactly the conversation I needed to hear. You know how like when you know when the when the student show, show the 
what is that saying? I can never get these sayings right. When, uh, I think when the teacher, when the st- when you need the teacher, when the student needs yeah, the teacher, the yeah. teacher appears. Yeah, you yeah. totally get that. So I yeah. obviously, <laughs> you know, even though I was hosting her on my show, I needed to be the student and hear some of what she was sharing because that's really, that's a challenge for me is being able to eat healthy. I'm busy. I'm on the go. Yeah. Uh, I travel a lot like you do. And yeah. it's hard to eat healthy under those circumstances. So I really needed to hear that. And it was a, it was a great conversation of, you know, what you put in is then what you can expect to get out. So today, you know, the show's titled The Beauty and Power of a Healthy Mind. Mm. And I really, I get this from personal experience, you know. Not only did I struggle, um, you know, for a couple of years of my life where I had some circumstances happen and it really kind of spiraled my little life out of control. And part of it was the economy and a relationship and a best friend that left me and, you know, a couple jobs that kind of discontinued doing business with me. I mean, it just kind of felt like it was an avalanche of circumstances. And it really, it did, it spiraled me out of control. And normally I could be like, yeah, you know what, there's more clients, there's more people, you know, I have more friends and there's other relationships and like all of these things that I would naturally optimistically walk myself through, talk myself through. I just hit rock bottom with all of this happening to me at this point in time. And it was it was really a struggle to get out of it. So, you know, of course, at my age, they, they're like, well, we're going to check your hormones and got all that balanced. And I still didn't feel good. Um, and finally, it was, you know, it came down to some food uh, issues, which really? I think I, I swear I share this on every show because it was the most impactful. It was so silly and so impactful in my life that, yeah, I was my body was going into uh, a fight and flight every time I put oh. gluten in my system. So really? I so and, and literally to the point where my adrenal glands were not be actively doing what they're supposed to be doing. Okay. So I was just kind of in this like state of anger and depression, like, and I couldn't shake myself out of it. And so I changed my diet, and within about two weeks to 30 days, I magically felt better. So you took the gluten out of your diet? Is that what you did? Yes. And that changed how you were feeling, even in terms of abundance, like even in terms, yeah, that's amazing. So it was, so, you know, so anxiety and depression, which is what you're an expert in, it's not just about, you know, bad things happening to us and circumstances that we can't manage ourselves through or, you know, or or not, you know, those type of things. Like there's really a lot of factors that can play a part in us not feeling good about ourselves. And certainly if we do not feel good about ourselves, then we're not going to look in the mirror and see beauty. Well, that's, there's two levels to that that are fascinating. Number one, as you said, if you're feeling bad on a certain day, you're not going to reflect to yourself beauty. And number two, if you're feeling bad, actually your face changes. Oh, so part, yeah. part of it is perception and part of it is reality. But yeah. there, it's just a reality that, I mean, if you're constantly angry, it's going to change the way your face looks. Oh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. And so when I got gluten out of my system, obviously, I started to look better. My skin was healthier. My hair was healthier. My fingernails were not all like white lined and spotty and stuff like that. It's amazing. Um, I, you know, I naturally lost weight because my body wasn't trying to fight, uh, you know, what, what, it, what it was considering to be poison going into my system. Um, and it was just a relief to be able to get to that. But they just, you know, unfortunately, so many of the doctors were just like, you're stressed, your lifestyle, um, you know, this and that. And they just wanted to put me on anti-anxiety or antidepressants. And I'm just like, no, because I need to feel to heal. 
Yeah, I hear you. You know, and, you know, it's 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 so difficult because it's it can go the other way too. That you know, you change your diet and that's not the problem. That you do need to look at the thoughts. You don't need to go on medication necessarily, but you have to look at what are the thoughts you're feeding yourself. Um, but I think what you did that was very smart is you approached it in a very holistic way, which I'm a believer in. Is looking at all factors. I mean, there's the way we think. There's psychological elements. It's not that there isn't a place for medication. It's just not necessarily the first route you go. Well, exactly, and 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 I knew there was even a point where I had uh, I had lost a tremendous amount of hair, and so they diagnosed me with alopecia areata. And wow. of course, you know, I'm in the beauty industry. I'm a hairdresser by trade. You know, that's oh that's gosh. how I started out, and I'm walking around with like you know bald spots that are four or five inches in size. And uh, but I was able to, to disguise it pretty well. And you know, this is like the, this was like a real hat era for me. I got lots of hats <laughs> going on. Yeah. But you know, they, there was no cure for that. There's no cure for that. There's no reason. It's stress, stress, stress. And I said, no, there's got to be a root cause. And and the truth is, I've got to get to the bottom of it. Well, it just it took a really long time to get to the bottom of it, but. I feel good. Life is good. But I, you know, but just being out there and and connected with people and the type of programs that I do, um, it's, there are so many little things that can start to pile up for someone to have anxiety and depression in their life. Absolutely. So, you know, so, I mean, as a clinical director of the, the Montreal Center of Anxiety and Depression, I mean, what's, what does this look like? And in your opinion, for, you know, for this connection of people not feeling good and not feeling connected to themselves so that, of course, they don't feel beautiful. Well, you know, I love the way you talk, Bonnie, because you just nail it with your words. I mean, I think it is about connection. I think that we are wired to connect with others and ourselves. So what you just said sort of answered the question. If we're not connected to ourselves, how can we really even navigate the world we need our emotions as our navigation system so if I'm not connected to what I'm feeling and what I need how do I work in the world and how do I operate and how do I go in the world with sort of a glow on my face I mean we've never met but you have a great glow um glow is important and I'm not a beauty expert but I know that most products are selling glow but glow is a factor that we have to have by the story we tell ourselves so I'm big on the story what story do you tell yourself when you get up in the morning what's Mm. the story is it oh god another day is it oh poor me or is it like here we go like you know, whatever will be, will be, we'll deal with it. And I think that looking at, you know, you're coming on my show next. I'm very excited about that. I think looking at your bio and your background and hearing a bit about it, it's clear that you're very careful about the story you tell yourself. That's what happened to you during that time. Well, it was, it's, it's truly, it is the story you tell yourself. And, yeah. you know, and listen, I can have a really bad day and I can, and I can give myself permission to do that, but I can't have a really bad day tomorrow. And right. keep giving myself permission to do that. But but sometimes we get really stuck in that. So, I mean, r- you know, really, what are some of the solutions? And I, and I know that from your, your talk show, Straight Talk, and I did have a chance to listen to some of your episodes. So thank you. It was, I, I really enjoyed them. Oh, thank you. You know, it's the health and wellness segment and the health and wellness and the holistic approach that I think you're taking. It's it it's got to have some kind of impact. So how is your show going and what are some of the things that you share on your show that we could we want to hear on ours? 
Well, great question. Thank you. And thanks for listening to it. I mean, the show's called Straight Talk because as I studied to become a clinician and learned all, you know, the science behind anxiety, the science of relationships, there's a science of relationships, who knew? And now we're talking maybe even the science of beauty. I kept having the same thought. Why do I have to study to be a clinician to find out these secrets? So I'm known to be a straight talker because I want people to know. And I think that the, you know, you have to start the day asking yourself, here's one that we talk about often on the show um, and in my office. Everything you say to yourself, you have to ask yourself and you have to be accountable. Is this an act or words of self-love or self-hatred? And that's a tough question because, mm. you know, when I'm eating my brownies, they taste pretty good. Okay? So... <laughs> I have to be very careful if it's a self-love or it's self-hatred. And I agree with you. The occasional pity party, nothing wrong with that. Okay. And if I need my brownies during my pity party, we're not judging. Okay. But it's not, it's not about it. I'm, you know, I'm kidding about the brownies, but whatever, you know, sugar, gluten you're talking about, smoking. Wine. All of it. Tequila. <laughs> all of it. And, you know, we've, we've all done them. But these are all ways of numbing. Uh, watching too much TV, sports, you name it. So you have to at some point act, you have to tell yourself the truth. Is this an act of self-love or is it an act of self-hatred? Once you arrive at the truth and you say, okay, the brownies are an act of self-hatred, but I want to do them anyways, you're already halfway there because you're not a victim then. And victimization is to be avoided. Okay, because then you, it's, you're, you're taking responsibility. We're not fully there, but you're saying, I choose to smoke. Let's say you smoke. Uh, I choose to. I know it's an act of uh, self-hatred, but I'm not ready to give it up yet. Okay, but you acknowledge that it, you're not being loving to yourself is half of the battle. Then the next step is the second part of the battle is how do I become, as you said, Bonnie, connected to myself when I'm doing acts of self-hatred? Is that self-care? Is that beauty? No, no, it's not. I don't think it can be. No, it's not. And I love, I love how you're taking this into in a very simplistic form of self-love and self-hatred. So, you know, we're going to take a break right now. But when we come back, I want to hear more on that piece of the self-talk. And then you're also an expert in relationships. So this has got to be some powerful conversation that you have around relationships, too, towards others, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Perfect. Lots to say on that. Good. Well, all right. So we're going to take a break real quick. But everybody, join us in this conversation. So you can tweet me at Bonnie Bonadeo one or go on to the Facebook page, Bonnie, uh, Bonnie Bonadeo or Beauty Inside and Out Show. We'd love to hear your input on this. What, do, what are you doing? Are you doing self-love or self-hatred in your self-talk? All right. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Are you looking to uncover your authentic self? Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions to profits to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal, finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. 
Tune in each week for Monica Phillips and powerful conversations. This is a thought-provoking show for business people, leaders, and entrepreneurs. We'll feature today's thought leaders and industry trendsetters from across several locations and industries. Give yourself permission to be inspired and live a fulfilling life. Be sure to listen to Powerful Conversations live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. That's bonnie at bonniebonadeo.com. Now back to beauty inside and out. Welcome back, everybody. Bonnie Bonadeo here, Beauty Inside and Out. So we are on uh, Series 3 of our six-week master class. Um, and really, it's the beauty and power of a healthy mind. And I've got my guest here today, Sandra Reese. She is the clinical director for the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. And in our first segment here, we were talking about, and, and you did such a good job of narrowing it down, self-love, self-hatred. So no matter what we do, because everything's in, you know, in to some level balance or not going out of control with things is... You know, is it out of self-love or is it out of self-hatred? And a yeah. great way to be able to define that. But I think part of the problem is is that people, they really mask themselves, even, even in the numbing effect of all the things we talked about, like, you know, food, alcohol, um, those type of things. People don't want to be authentic. They don't want to connect with themselves. because, And part of it is, is it because they're just, they're not healed or the depression is so deep well, I think people are very afraid, and we talked about this in segment one, to tell the truth to themselves, because we feel that if we've made a mistake or we've done something wrong, it's terribly shameful. And I think we learned that growing up, you know, we depending on how our parents react the first time we drop a dish or mm-hmm. do something wrong. If you're shamed for any kind of behavior, then you grow up thinking that Acknowledging to yourself that you might have a lazy bone in your body would be to to fall apart. Yeah. And in fact, all of us have a lazy bone in our body. And uh, anxiety people have a tendency of thinking of things in black and white. Like you're either smart or you're stupid. And the truth is we're both, all of us. Mm-hmm. And hardworking or lazy, no, we're both. So the first thing is to take the stigma out of bad qualities. We all have bad qualities. It's If I made a metaphor with beauty, it would be like, I would imagine a beauty expert would say, play up your good qualities, you know, and that's what you do. Right. And diminish your your bad ones, the ones that you're not happy with. 
but you can't say you can't disown them. They, right. they exist. It's the same with our psyche. I mean, if you can be okay with what I call the good, the bad, and the ugly, which we all have, mm-hmm. I think that's beauty. I really do because. It's going to sound weird because how could ugly be beautiful? It can if you love, you know, it can be cute. Like uh, a lot of our therapists, we talk about the Martha Stewart effect, and we love Martha Stewart, but sometimes coming across too perfect isn't exactly what makes you connectable. Sometimes my vulnerabilities, or what I would call maybe my the ugly, is what makes people relate to me. When I tell a client a story of where I was silly or, or made a bad decision or, you know, uh, affectionately refer to something on the way I look, um, I don't know, anything that, you know, I used to uh, not like to share dessert. We always joke about that in this house. But when I tell people the story that I don't used to not like to share dessert, people don't, for the most part, they don't look at me badly. They actually laugh because um, our ugly is actually our vulnerabilities and it, it can be very connectable and endearing. Do you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Because, you know, hardships is where the connection comes because people want to know you're like them. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to get okay. Not better than them. Right. Yeah. As opposed to coming across like, hi, my name is Sandra, like in my office. I'm a therapist. I have no problems in my life and I'm here to help you with yours. I I personally would not be able to work with someone like that. So I think that you ask the question, where do people get stuck? Is I think they get stuck in the shame of acknowledging, like my little example of not being good with sharing dessert. Like they get very shamed about that because it's not my it's not my highest quality. It's not my best quality. I'm all about abundance. What happened there? Okay, but I can't live up to perfection and neither can anyone else. So I think we have to lower the standard a tiny bit. So this society lives in a very, very high standard and anxiety, Bonnie, is showing up in kids like as young as two years old. Now, what is the difference? Help me define this. What's the difference between anxiety and depression? Okay, so anxiety is really anticipating something happening. Okay. So I'm going to go on the Bonnie show, uh, the beauty inside and out with the amazing Bonnie ben- Benadeo. Hope I'm saying your name right. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and I'm probably going to, I might say something not smart. It will be a disaster. My career will be over. Okay. That's anxiety. Okay. Now, anxiety is often linked with repressed emotions. And you were indirectly, you mentioned that because Mm -hmm. we're talking about not being connected to yourself. So I love that you said that. It was very psychological. Um, Anxiety and depression are first cousins for this reason because depression is uh, a flat affect. So that means your emotions have become flat. And so you're not at all connecting. So you can see where there's a similarity, except. In anxiety, often it's repressed anger, and in depression, it's often anger turned in on yourself. Mm. So that's another key factor that's quite different. So anxiety people walk around anticipating events and worrying about them, and depressed people walk around sort of like, what's the point? It Mm. doesn't matter anyways. Right. So... But they are first cousins. Often when we treat the depression, the depression gets better, anxiety gets worse, and vice versa. Right, because now you're, if you're treating the depression, you're still repressing the anxiety. Yes, repressing your emotions, your inner child, um, you know, again, your true beauty. I keep coming back to what you talk about, beauty inside out, your true yeah. beauty. I've never really thought of it that way until I met you, but it is so relevant. And I'm so glad you're doing a show on that because it is so relevant to the work that we do psychologically. It's the, it's the same. I love the metaphor. And I know you have a very big background in beauty, but I noticed you're also very interested in the coaching aspect 
of this as well. Oh, so absolutely. A, yeah, yeah, big factor. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's you know, I saw this Facebook post and it was just kind of, it was, you know, one of those ones that you stop and look at because it was just kind of this woman in thought. And it said, if we were truly happy with who we were and how we looked, a lot of businesses would go out of business. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the beauty true. industry to some degree going out of business. Yeah. I mean, we'd still go get our hair cut and, you know, colored and stuff like that because it grows and it needs it. But all of these superficial services and all of these things that we're scalping and pumping and plumping to make ourselves look better, but you're not treating the inside. These these type of doctors may or may not be treating the inside. That's a really good point also because the problem is that we know through research that external versus internal, um, external things, although, I mean, there's, you know, it's great when you go out and you feel good and, you know, we're not saying, I don't think you're saying and I'm not saying that, you know, you know, look as, you know, as nice as you can, but if you're, if you need that to feel good, you're in trouble because yeah. it's no, no difference than needing a drug. It's no different. And the problem is for women in particular is this aging factor. Mm-hmm. It's, it's tough. I mean, age comes and gets you. So if you're anything external can be taken away from you, anything internal cannot. So if I, if you teach me after the show, hopefully you will some good beauty secrets. Okay. I'd love that. Um, the problem is even if I go out tomorrow and I feel like, oh, my God, Bonnie taught me and I'm looking good. The problem is someone can come up to me if my self-esteem is connected to that and they can say, who do you think you are? You look awful today. And I'm just going to plummet downwards. Mm-hmm. So it's there's a difference between enjoying and looking good and enjoying the compliment than being addicted to it. And I'm sure you meet many people who are addicted. And that's what you're talking about, the ones who plump and this and that. If it's never enough to feel good about who you are because you know beauty unfortunately uh, changes with age absolutely so we, we and can't rely on it no and none of us want to age but you know the to what degree are we changing ourselves because we're not feeling good about ourselves or we're changing ourselves to hopefully feel better about ourselves so it kind of goes vice versa i mean i know that right. if i have a good hair day i'm happy yeah. <laughs> I'm happy if I got a good hair day. And that's, you know, and it's a start, you know, and I even said in my first show, it's like, listen, I have, I have little inspirational cards. So every morning, you know, when I'm getting my coffee, there's a deck of cards right there. And I just pick a card for the day. And I just choose to kind of let that kind of float with me throughout the day. You know, little things like that, that can make an impact on how I feel. Even if, even if, you know, my hair doesn't look good. So there are little things that I do to kind of offset anxiety and depression. And I know one of the things that you did is you wrote a book. And I love, love, love the title of it. As a matter of fact, I I sent the title to a friend on Facebook that said, one day I just want to wake up and be Cinderella. And I said, well, then you need to read this book because Cinderella grew up and became a happy, empowered woman, according to my friend Sandra Reich. And uh, gave her the link to buy it. Um, so, oh, so it's a beautiful nice. title. It's a very fun title. So, tell me a little bit about your book. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, that book came about because I had so many women in my office, beautiful, brilliant, um, just incredible women. I love women, um, and they were desperately giving their power away in their relationships. And I. I think that when we grow up, we start off our lives, and I see it in my own little girl, watching Cinderella and Snow White, and one day my prince will come. And beauty is part of that. We're going to look really beautiful, and then a man will love us, and everything will be okay. And I think that I've seen, as a therapist, how dangerous that is. Mm -hmm. Because 
Um, the problem is that real life romance and fairy tale romance are very, very different um, beyond the first two years where there's actually neurotransmitters flushing your brain with something equivalent to crack cocaine. Um, <laughs> so everything is like a fairy tale, but unfortunately it doesn't last. So the problem is that if you believe that your entire, and many women do, many successful, brilliant, beautiful women, I find actually the more successful they are, the more it seems to happen, mm-hmm. that they still don't believe that they're enough. Now, I'm not, I'm married, so I'm not saying that I don't believe in coupling. I do. But that you, again, it's that need versus want. We just talked about it. You know, if I, if somebody says to me, you look good today, it feels good, but I don't need it. It's the same with uh, being coupled with someone. Yes, of course, we are, we are meant to um, share our lives with people. Research shows that that's good for us. But it doesn't mean anything goes. So Cinderella doesn't learn a lot about respect. Cinderella learns a lot about taking care of other people. Okay. And these women are great at taking care of other people. And I like to say I'm a a recovering caretaker at best Mm because most women are socialized that way. We are. But, But caretakers attract narcissists and that's a problem. Okay. Because if you're doing a lot for someone else, what are they going to do? Oh, they're going to sit back. Yes. We're enabling yeah. And then they come to my office and they say, my husband does nothing. I can't believe it. I'm so good to him. I do all this. I go, well, why are you doing all that? Well, isn't that what a good wife does? Well, what about for you? Yeah. And they're like, that is a foreign concept. Their pockets are empty and they're filling their husband's pockets, which is why men do quite well in marriage, by the way. Women <laughs> don't do as well. That's that's true. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. And so I wrote the book with my partner um, in the other company, Empowered Women Workshops, because we had seen so many cases of women becoming caretakers, victims, or martyrs. It's another pattern that we learned growing up is to sometimes just keep quiet, be a good girl, and don't complain. And by the way, that's linked with depression. Okay, good. Well, I'm and physical illness. Uh, Yeah, it's absolutely true. So we're going to take another break here. But when we come back, I want you to share with people how they can find this book and access it. Like, what's the easiest way for them to be able to get it and, you know, all the versions that it's in. And then I know that you do retreats and um, couples retreats and other things. And I want to hear about that because I'm new in a relationship. So I'm kind of desperate to hear some advice now because I haven't been successful in the past. All right. So we're going to take a break. Uh, Tweet us, BonnieBonadeo1, or go on beauty inside and out show on facebook and uh tell us what you what you think what you think of miss sandra reach today (laughs) the internet's number one talk station number one talk station voiceamerica.com are you looking to uncover your authentic self Looking to improve your communication, selling, or public speaking skills? Discover Naked Audience Productions trainings on public speaking, leadership, sales, and healing. Mastering the art of authentic communications can change your life in many ways. From promotions, to profits, to enhancing any relationship, whether it's business or personal. Finding and speaking your naked truth is a beautiful thing. Visit www.napevents.com or call 877-319-2403. That's napevents.com or 877-319-2403. Be part of the inner revolution sweeping the planet. 
Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio with Beth Green on the Voice America Variety Channel. And now, also enjoy Beth's channel, Interrevolutionary TV, on voiceamerica.tv. See inspiring videos about our guests and the inner revolution. Hear commentaries that will help clarify our time. And watch interviews of people who will matter to you. Think outside the box. Watch Interrevolutionary TV on voiceamerica.tv. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Beauty Inside and Out with Bonnie Bonadeo. If you have a question or comment about our show, please send an email to Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. That's Bonnie at BonnieBonadeo.com. Now back to Beauty Inside and Out. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Beauty Inside and Out. I've got my guest here, Sandra Rees. She's a clinical director for the Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. And, the you know, this so far up to this point, we've talked about the difference between anxiety and depression. We've also talked about how it relates back to beauty and, and feeling good on the inside is going to also reflect on the outside. You gave me some really good things about that in the talk of self-love versus self-hatred. So if I'm doing things like eating a chocolate candy bar, which is one of my greatest weaknesses, it's love. I got to tell you, it's not about hatred at all. It's love. <laughs> like, I deserve this. And then, of course, we talked about uh, your book, uh, Cinderella Grew Up and Became a Happy, Empowered Woman. And you said that that was really related to um, some couples, Okay, yeah. Well, I'm going to actually, there's two things you said there that I'm going to pick up on. First of all, I want to assure you that there's nothing wrong with having a chocolate bar from time to time. (laughs) Um, And yeah, we do sometimes deserve it, but we have to be careful about it. I think that that word deserve, uh, we seduce ourselves. Okay, that's how we tell ourselves things that aren't like it's different if Bonnie you're definitely someone who's very into nutrition so it's one thing if you consciously decide you know what I want to have a little bit of junk food today I know it's not great for me but I'm okay with that that's different than saying I deserve it we have to be careful about that because I could say that about a lot of things I could say that about a glass of wine a martini too much tv I, I work very hard during the day with clients so we have to be careful so that's what I meant about the seduction mm. versus telling ourselves the truth so you have to the self I just want to make it clear to people listening the self-love versus the self-hatred it's very dramatic and simple to just really check because I could say well I you know I deserve I work so hard I deserve to you know have seven brownies tonight I and and I could give a good argument for that I do work really hard but that's where our uh seductive voice can be dangerous. So I just wanted to mention that to distinguish between what's the truth here. If you can acknowledge it's not good for you, but you you feel you have, you you do it once in a while, all good, as opposed to I deserve it. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. And thank you so much for that therapy session, because that was, (laughs) that was incredibly insightful for me, because that's the language that we were talking about. Yeah. You know, just that very simple thing where we want to say we deserve it could really go into um, the wrong the wrong impression the wrong approach the the wrong justification yeah yeah, yeah interesting yeah. good very seductive okay so i okay, want i want to talk about relationships are you going to yeah. go there okay let's let's yeah, talk about relationships 
So your second question about the book and relationships. Okay. So, and you being in a new relationship. So there's a lot to be said here and a lot that could be helpful for you or anyone listening. So as I mentioned, there is a two-year shelf life of something called dopamine that when two people meet starts up uh, when you're attracted to each other. And I think that we have to understand that during those two years maximum, um, the fear centers of our brain shut down. So all our wounds sort of go away. And the problem is that the wounds come back. And then there's a lot of uh, research and good research at that on the fact that we are drawn to people who remind us of our past and our pasts are often complicated. So the wounds can start dancing very quickly Mm. after those two years. So in the book, the woman's book, because that book is a book for women, but I'm going to talk about also the dance between men and women here for your sake and your listeners, is the first problem is that women have a tendency to um, want, we like taking care of people. We've learned that from our moms. And as I mentioned in the previous segment, the more you take care of someone and we over function, the less the other person is going to function, they will tend to under function. Mm-hmm. And the other problem is that the person who's sort of leading, which is often a strong woman, um, eventually will become resentful. And the other person who's perhaps sitting back a bit more also will become resentful because um, the reality is that we know from biology that um, men were hunters and women were gatherers. And that means that men went out at the beginning of the day and they hunted. And so they value what they work for. Men value what they work for. As a matter of fact, all humans value what they work for, and I can prove it. You know, if we talk about makeup, uh, do we value the dollar store makeup the same way as we value, let's say, Lancome? No. No, because we value what we work for. So the problem is that when we make life too easy for our partners, instead of them going, gosh, you're wonderful, uh, because biologically they're predisposed, and again, all humans, but especially men who were hunters, um, predisposed to value what they work for, making their lives extremely easy does not bode well for the relationship. Mm. So the first part of the book is about that. It's about caretaking and the dangers of it. Um, and what will happen? So a caretaker will attract a narcissist. I'll give you quickly. Uh, victims, and we're all, most women fall into one of these types, okay? So a caretaker will attract someone who can, who can become narcissistic. It doesn't mean the same guy can become a prince also, can go both ways depending on where you're at. Mm-hmm. And then a victim is going to attract a perpetrator because mm-hmm. a victim of needs course. a perpetrator to be a victim. Right, they need a villain. Yeah, and a, a martyr is definitely going to attract someone who takes up a lot of space, who's over-entitled, because the martyr keeps saying, I'll do whatever you want. It's okay with me. It's fine. So it feeds the over-entitlement of the other one. So in your new relationship, you're going to have to look at what is your tendency. So I said I'm a recovering caretaker. So often um, I have a desire to do something for my husband that he could well do himself, and I just go, okay, Sandra, sit on your hands now. Okay, because if I want him to do things for me and I constantly lead, well, he's going to sit back. That's human nature. So you're going to have to and anyone listening has to figure out that dance in terms of the couple retreats. We go further. We go into uh, remember, I mentioned the past. Okay, so your past plays out every time you have an argument in your relationship Um, and people do have arguments and having arguments is a sign of a healthy relationship not having arguments is not a sign of a healthy relationship I repeat not 
having arguments does not mean that the relationship is healthy because there are going to be things, not necessarily in the first two years, but eventually you guys, there's once the second stage is called the power struggle. Okay. And the arguments are going to, you're going to be triggered, Bonnie, by things different than your partner. Mm-hmm. And if we can connect, the retreats are about connecting what we're triggered by to our past. When we can learn how to dialogue about that to our partners and it under, help them understand that what you're triggered by is really not about the socks on the floor. It's about feeling um, invisible like you did as a child. It's a completely different dialogue. But you have to learn how to have that dialogue and you have to learn to connect the dots, why things trigger you, what are your wounds. Because one day my prince will come or how Cinderella grew up and became a happy, empowered woman is partly about the fact that someone's going to rescue us and heal our wounds. No, they're not. You have to heal your wounds. You have to heal yourself, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's how it plays out in the relationship. So what will happen is, you know... um, I think it was very honest and real of you to say that some of your relationships have been challenging. And I think that relationships are challenging, but we know now that there is a science and there's some incredible experts in the field of psychology. One of them being Dr. Harville Hendricks. That's a lot of what I was talking about. The past is his work. Dr. Sue Johnson, who is coming on the show in a few weeks and that's about attachment and Dr. Gottman, who's his work can show you within an argument by watching couples argue how they argue, whether they're going to end up divorced or not just how oh yeah that's very powerful okay so this is interesting so when and where are you doing these couples retreats because and is it you know is a new relationship too soon to go into these type of retreats not at all. As a matter of fact, we had lots of new relationships at our last retreat. We do them twice a year. We do them. One is done locally in Quebec here, and one is done in Mexico. So Ooh, Mexico. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was. We went to Mexico. It was amazing. So our next one is at uh, Mont Tremblant, which is um, the mountainous area near here. It's beautiful. That's in May. It's May 16th to the 19th. That's the first. Um, that's a repeat of the one I did in Mexico, and that's going to be four days three nights and this is really connecting your past um to your the dance that you do and the men by the way did so well at this retreat because we promised them that they would not be on the spot and it's not a retreat where anyone has to share anything at all and then um what happened is uh people learn things and they go off and practice. So we had couples that were new couples. We had couples that had been married for 30 years plus. We had happy couples. We had unhappy couples. But every couple took their relationship to the next level because of the science. They went home with a science. And then Mexico we're doing this year on, I believe it's November 7th to the 10th. Uh, we'll be back in Mexico. We're doing attachments, which is so relevant to how you guys take care of each other in the relationship. When Bonnie is in pain, how does her partner respond and what does Bonnie need and vice versa? Perfect. Good. Okay. So May 16th through the 19th, and that's in Quebec. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? You know, and, you then, are. and I've never been there, so that could be really wow. interesting. But the Mexico one, is that later in the year then? November 7th to November the 10th. November 7th through the 10th. Thank you for repeating yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen, I I really, I'm, you know, I know that I've done the healing and I've done the work on myself in order to have a healthy life, in order to heal, have well-being, joy, happiness, all those things. I've done the work, but I understand that there's always work to be done. And of course, the relationship thing is you know, it's it, it's it's a work in progress. Like, I know that there's more work to do in order to make this relationship, you know, sustain itself, be be good, and for me to be good in it. Um, so, yeah. 
But Dr. Hendricks says, and he's so brilliant, and it's such a relevant thing to say, is that relationships are designed to heal you. So you can't find out your wounds unless you get into a relationship. Right, we all, exactly. We all, we all think we're fine until we get into a relationship. <laughs> this, this is like perfect practice. <laughs> yeah, so we need it. And all the things that bother you and your partner are things that you know need healing. So um, instead of, that's why I say to people on the retreats, on the last, some couples on their last legs, you got to earn your way out of a marriage. You can't just walk away because otherwise you're going to play it out in your next relationship and the one after and the one after. Mm. So Bonnie, you're right on target. I, that bodes well for the relationship. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I totally get that. And um, yeah, and I'm, I'm ready to powerfully make it work. So okay. So th- these relationship retreats, you're they're four days, three nights. And are, is there a lot of people in the room? Is it a s- intimate s- amount of people? What's that look like? Well, we we start we only started them last year because there was such a demand for people. Um, couples wanted to see me at such a demand that I could not keep up. So I said, "Why not? Let's see if we can do this, and if it would be better than therapy." And it was. Because yes, I agree. A, there's an intensity that goes. Yes, on. I agree. So, we had uh, 12 couples at the last retreats, which was a good number. Yeah. Um, now, the thing that happens that's very interesting is that um, a lot of people were nervous that it was going to be either singing Kumbaya or sharing their personal stuff. And so I didn't want to do that. So we had it set up. It was intense. It was a classroom setting. Um, so there's teaching, there's material teaching, and then the couples can go into, you know, a, a beautiful location nearby and practice. And I'm going by and helping them with these new ways of communicating. And then strangely, all the people who did not want to share at all, um, there started to be a little bit of a contagion effect. People started revealing things to their spouses that they hadn't revealed in years. Ah. And it was, it was amazing. So I said, that's it. This is what I'm going to do um, as much as I can get away. I have two small kids of my own, uh, but I'm going to do them twice a year because those couples are still, uh, I still am in contact with them. Some of them are clients of mine and it was like, it changed them in ways that I could never have done in a therapy session. It was, it was unbelievable. I, it was very powerful. I totally agree with that. You know, it's like, that's one of the things that my partner and I do is, you know, we, we do ongoing coaching. Um, but when we can bring people together in our two and three day programs, it's transformational. Oh yes. It's, you know, you have to, it's really what it is. You have to sit in your shit. (laughs) Yes. Well said. Yeah. And you know, and if you're not willing to do that, then you can't expect the transformation to happen. You can't expect to kind of like, you know, you know, in, in my company is called naked audience productions. You can't expect to undress and really own you know, what's all underneath it that you've been hiding for a long time. And it does make an impact. So, you know, we do it from a place of public speaking and leadership and a healing workshop. But, you know, the the couple relationship thing, like, I think that I think that's really powerful because, you know, my generation, my parents' anniversary is this weekend and they've been together for 56 years. Wow. Um, and it's, it, it, and I love and adore my parents' relationship. Now, each of them I love for their, you know, for their, who they are as a person, but I love their relationship. And of course, I've been striving to have something even close to that my entire life. And I'm twice divorced. So, you know, I I don't have a good record going on here. And, but things are very different nowadays. And, And I think that the, you know, this, whether it's coupling therapy, couple therapy or couple retreats, I think it's a very powerful thing to be able to do because we're so busy and we have such separate lives 
to fulfill ourselves and to manage and to even just sustain ourselves. You know, I can't imagine not having, you know, me surviving on my own as a, as a single mom has been very difficult. Like, I, I need someone to have my back every now and then, but I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, there's a lot in what you just said that I thought was, I, I had to even take notes. It was, you know, so, so meaty. First of all, one of the things I wrote down is that we're definitely meeting you and I, Bonnie. I, 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 I think I'm in love. Um, <laughs> um, no, you're fabulous. And I love the way you speak. Um, I think that one thing I want to say is that, because I hear this often and I'm, I'm happy for your parents, but I also want you to consider and anyone listening that you're still seeing not the full relationship. You're seeing most of it. Yes, true. Um, and so that also is hard on us sometimes when we have happy parents. That's another pressure. And like you said, the pressures of women are very different now. Um, so it's the rules were clearer um, in the past than they are now. So that's one part. And another thing is perception is reality. And, you know, if we interviewed your mom and we interviewed your dad, we'd find out, you know, how they dealt with some of those challenges. Um so I think that's something to keep in mind. I also wanted to mention that the retreats that I've been doing for even longer than the couple retreats are the Empowered Women retreats. And I think that that's where I keep coming back to women because a lot there's a lot of people who feel there's male bashing going on. And I think we have a lot to learn from men, actually, because I think men are much better at self-care than women are. And mm-hmm. we, started the, we started the women retreats, like it's going on seven years, and that retreat sells out every time. That's the one that goes with the book, the uh, Cinderella book, okay. is why, how do women get out of these traps, these dances that we do with men? Because I find women turn on women, for example. Oh, when, they do. When men cheat and this and that. But the thing is, you're man cheated. Like, why are we mad at the woman? So we have to, and when we're angry at other women, in psychology, we call that self-hatred against ourselves because women are our sisters. So we ha- there's a whole movement going on. So, and women, your mother's generation and previous generations have had still a lot of struggle. I would find struggle in your mother's story because oh, yeah. it, has, it hasn't been easy for women. And I think that we are a very pioneering time for women because we're working. It's a different time. And we really have to find our way, which is why these retreats have become so big here in Montreal. Well, we do them at a spa, actually. And they, we're going actually in a week, January 29th. Um, we do them twice a year as well because women are really having a hard time finding their place. And so when you're talking about those two divorces, it's just not that easy. It's not the, the rules are not that clear. And we've got to find um, a, a little bit more of a, a rule book for how to do this as women to be working mothers and all that comes with it and not be caretaking, but yet still stay kind and nice. It's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to end the show on complicated, well, <laughs> but I understand. Yeah. I totally well, understand but that. But you know what, Bonnie? Yeah. You're out there doing, you have this amazing radio show. You're out there talking about it week after week. So am I. I'm, you know, you're on your radio show. I'm on mine. So there is a real movement of women who are teachers and guiding. So we're not going to leave it on a uh, you know, complicated no. notice. There is a movement out there. You just have to reach out. You're doing your coaching and, and people are going to retreats. You're do, and you have the, I, I wrote down Naked, I don't know what it was, the full name, but I love that. What was the name of the company? Naked Audience Productions. That is so brilliant. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Um, there is help everywhere. So it's just reaching out and learning more and more about yourself and your relationships to be happy and healthy and beautiful, really. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's there's truth 
to all of what we're talking about. And the one thing that I can say that really does, you know, create some sensitivity to me is when I see women not supporting other women. Yes. Because we keep questioning why we don't have, you know, why we haven't broken the glass ceilings, why there's not more women in top-level leadership companies and stuff like that, because we don't let other women get there. <laughs> and by the way, Bonnie, who gets the advantage when women turn on women? Yeah, that's right. The men. Unfortunately, yeah, unfortunately, and that's when we hear, and it bothers me a lot to hear men treating women badly, but a lot of times that's what we're allowing to happen. And so I think I think women really have to start to look out for each other. I really agree with you. So these empowering workshops, you know, I mean, that's got to be very transformational for these women uh, so that they see themselves in a different light when they leave. And, and you know, and I know in, in my own workshops, and I'm sure you can attest to this as well, I literally see the difference in people when they leave. Like they come in haggard and tired and, and, you know, kind of hiding out. Like there's not good eye contact with them. Yeah. And they leave lighter and fresher and, you know, like they're skipping out of there. And it's like, okay, so, so, you know, and that's when we say in, in, in our role, it's like, okay, so we, you got naked. Now you got to stay naked. Like don't keep letting life shut you down. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And there's a sisterhood that gets formed and they stay in contact. And we just had a reunion for one of our radio shows, actually. It's it's up on the Voice America of the Empowered Women workshops. And it's it's just, it's very powerful what happens. I, I almost sometimes get shy that I get paid for it because it's <laughs> one of my favorite weekends of the year, honestly. Well, I and I did. I did listen to that one and I loved all of the things that the women shared. And I, and I loved it because if the more we can do these type of programs and um, bring women together, the more we can connect with other women and build each other up instead Indeed. of tearing each other down because it is. I mean, listen, p- people have this illusion that in the beauty industry that there's a lot of women. There's n- just like any industry, there's not a lot of women at the top. Oh, really? I oh, no. Oh, no. Not at oh, all. Oh, a I handful, a handful of women at the top. Oh, we're definitely it's talking about still, this on Straight Talk. Yeah, it's still dominated by men. And, you know, and there's a lot of, you know, the worker bees. So if you imagine, like, just in the beauty industry of service providers, hairdressers, technicians, um, estheticians, that type of thing, yes, that is more dominant female. But from a hierarchy and a leadership, um, wow. owning companies, it's still dominant men. So it's it, it's it still exists. And even where you think that it wouldn't, it still exists. It's amazing. We, I'm really looking forward to you. Know, we're doing a straight talk right after this. We're definitely going to have to continue this conversation. Yes. Yeah, so share share what our your straight talk uh, uh, show and the conversation that we're going to be having because we want to keep people engaged here. We got you know this hour right now with Beauty Inside and Out, but then we're going right to straight talk with you. Okay. And you have it. You have it titled as. I have actually got the psych- psychology of uh, beauty with. The real, like, psychology of makeup and real makeup. What's your internal makeup? What's your outside makeup? And wow. Bonnie's going to talk a lot about that. And we're on right after on the uh, Health and Wellness channel. We're switching channels. Okay, good, um, We're good. on at uh, 6 o'clock Eastern and 3 p.m. Pacific. So just, like, in about five minutes from now, if you want to hear Bonnie's perspective on things, and gosh, I certainly do. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah. wonderful. Well, tell us, first of all, because we want to know more about you. So tell us how people can track you down, get your book, attend your workshops. What, um, what are some of your social links that you need to share right now so that people can connect with you and we can continue to make this world a better and more beautiful place? Great. Thank you. Um, okay, the website is helpforanxietydepression.com. 
the Facebook is uh, Straight Talk with Sandra Reich or Montreal Center for Anxiety and Depression. My Twitter is Sandra Reich at MCID. And um, the book is available on Amazon.com, no problem, where they can write to me. And, of course, you can reach me through Straight Talk with Sandra Reich on Voice America. I'm trying to think if I forgot anything. Oh, yes, one more website. EmpoweredWomenWorkshops.com is where the women retreats are. EmpoweredWomenWorkshops.com. Do you have one of those coming up, too? Yes, we have one January 29th to the 31st. We have, I think, two rooms left. So call us, phone number, 514-796-4357. That's perfect. And do you get people from all over the place? All over the place. Yeah, I bet. Amazing. And friendships for life. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Well, Sandra, it has been a delight talking to you. I can't wait to go into the next hour. <laughs> me too. Thank you so much for having me, Barney. You're welcome. Great show. Yeah, it's it, it's fun. So thank you, Sandra Reese. Again, she is. Uh, we're we're going right into another show here with hers, which is Straight Talk with Sandra Reese. We're changing channels to health and wellness, though. So I'm on Variety. She's on health and wellness. So change channels. Continue to stay in the conversation with us. We'd love to have you join us and uh, you know participate more with us. So uh, next week, you know, I've got I've got another show coming up, and it's actually on you know the we're talking about fitness next week. And that was a hard topic for me to do because that was one of those things where it's like, I don't really like to work out or have fun working out. But my good friend, and she owns the uh, Pilates studio, G. Pelletieri, is going to be joining us next week on the beauty of healthy fitness. And she said it's just about being healthy. Take fitness out of it, and it might actually change the way that you look at being fit. So join us next week. And again, stay tuned. We're going right to the Health and Wellness Channel with Sandra Reach next. Thank you for listening to Beauty Inside and Out. Please join your host, Bonnie Bonadeo, again next Thursday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 